You are now listening to Chakras and Shotguns. Welcome back to Chakras and Shotguns, episode 29. I'm Jen. And I'm Mick. Welcome back. What's going on? You know, I'm feeling good today. Yeah. Get to do a little trip with my boots and get away from these kids. On the, on the last episode, you talked about needing a vacation from your vacation. Yes. So this is kind of a little weekend getaway. Yes. After much prayer and um, hand wringing. <laughs> You decided to very cautiously dip our toes into the travel waters. Yes, indeed. So. Looking forward to that. Yes. I'm looking forward to not washing dishes for like 72 hours. It's a very quick trip. So hopefully we can um, be in and out, protected and safe and healthy and well. Definitely. I'm definitely speaking protection over us. No, everything's going to be good. Um, I did want to talk about something I recently saw in the news, somewhat travel related. Um, there was a shutdown on I-95, mm-hmm. primarily in the Virginia area. Folks were on the road for about 27 hours. Yeah. The senator from Virginia, Tim Kaine, he was kind of tweeting and talking about it. Yeah. So lots of uh, cars stuck and stranded on the roads and it's cold exactly and so that that kind of led me to think about our bug out bag episode and we talked about having supplies in your car so if you're in a situation like that you can you know be able to survive or at least be a little bit comfortable uh, while you're waiting on the road right there was um an article that i saw that specifically talked about the cold and i think we mentioned a couple of these things but kind of wanted to just for folks who live in cold climates, run down some things that you should. If you don't already, make sure you have in your trunk. So first, blankets. I think we talked about that. Just being able to have something to keep you warm, you know, in your car if you were not able to move. Hand warmers. Mm, that's a good one. Comfortable shoes. We talked about that with the ladies. <laughs> How Jen likes to have her heels. and Stiletto. Pumps. In the club. Exactly, exactly. So she keeps uh, sneakers in her car, but you may want to have boots if you're in an area that has a lot of snowfall. A shovel was something I had not thought about. Oh, Lord. But the article I was reading basically said, if you're stranded on a snowy road, the snow could kind of clog up your tailpipe, which could lead to carbon monoxide poisoning. So you want to get out of the car and shovel the snow away from the tailpipe so you have enough exhaust coming out of your car. <sighs> This is starting to sound like Final Destination. <laughs> and then the last thing, which another thing I did not think about was kitty litter. You can put kitty litter around your wheels to uh-huh. gain traction to get out of the snow if your car is stuck. So having like a little <laughs> jar of kitty litter in your trunk could come in handy, they said. So a couple of things. Mm-hmm. I am somewhat of a minimalist when it comes to things in my car. I try to be. I I try not to have a lot of stuff in my car. You know, like, my grandma used to have, like, a 12-pack of soda. (laughs) (laughs) 
at all times. So you could, like go to the drive thru and be like, Can I get a cup of ice? <laughs> yeah. Them old big body cars though had all that truck space. They did. <laughs> she had like an Oldsmobile 83, I think. Cause that's when the year was on the side. <laughs> But um, I don't like to have a lot of stuff because the last thing you want is like when you need to load up the car, you got to take a whole bunch of stuff out. I so I like my stuff to be pretty squeaky clean. So but, you know, survival because people knew the snow was coming and somebody might have anticipated, you know, it's an hour long drive. Oh, it might take me an hour and a half. It might even take me four hours. Mm-hmm. Didn't nobody expect to get there the next business day. Like, yeah, you know. No. So I think to your point, if you want to go compact, right? We talked mm-hmm. about the Mylar blankets, the little aluminum foil looking blankets. Those mm-hmm. are super small, compact. They make sh- like shovels that are foldable and compact specifically for like bug out bags or survival situations. So okay. You could can, can get a little, you know, a little small pack yeah. with all your stuff in there. Because what if you got a coop? You know, what if you're real cute in the coop? <laughs> you can, there's a, there's a coop friendly kid out there somewhere. Okay. My other thought was when you said kitty litter, I, <laughs> I thought you were saying like, so you could pee in the car <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> depending on how your system works. <laughs> well, then that's where the shovel comes in handy. You could just dig a little in the, in the snow and. Just go ahead and hand your business. Here's a pro tip. Hopefully, if you have four <laughs> doors um, and you are in a situation like that, you can open up on one side, the driver and the passenger, and bam, bam, boom. You got a pa- you got a little bathroom stall mm-hmm. if you had to. That's fair. That's fair. I remember the time we were coming back. Well, you were flying, but I was driving back to Dallas after a wedding in Houston. And for whatever reason, they decided to work on 45 on a Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And it took me eight hours, nine hours to get home when it should have been a three and a half hour trip. Mm -hmm. And as we said on the last episode, I am very well hydrated at all times. So like having drinks and snacks was not a problem, but the bladder was a problem. Mm -hmm. I did not have kitty litter. We don't need to go into detail as to like how I handled that, but it was handled. And (laughs) I made it home. Yeah, that is, uh, that's scary. That's really scary. I was thinking about all of that. Um, Oh, and emergency water. That's what I, that was the other thing. Because I don't know what I would have done if, I usually have like three to four water bottles floating around in my car at a time. So I think I probably would have been okay. Yeah. But um, people who might not have been planning for that, like yeah. those emergency water packets would have been clutch. Yeah. Go back and check out the Bug Out Bag episode if you have not. And check out the show notes for that episode if you want links to some of the gear that we talked about specifically. So in conclusion, like be a little bit of a grandma. Have you a little, a little fruit, a little snack, baby, a little water, and you'll be okay. Um, Very quickly, I started a new docuseries, Mick Don't Talk About Me, because Mick always <laughs> says, I'm always starting a new show. Without me. And it's true. <laughs> um, This one's on HBO, and it's called The Way Down, and the subtitle is God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin. So the the screen grab or like the, I don't know what you call that. like Thumbnail? The, yeah, the thumbnail for it caught my eye because this woman's hair is ridiculous. Like it's 
tees to the heavens. <laughs> and I was just like, what is going on? And so I watched the little clip and it's about a woman who ended up starting a religious cult based off a Christian program that was supposed to help you lose weight with God. Like okay. instead of bowing down to food, you bow down to God. Um, and then fucking it up like oopsie daisy. She ended up with a whole religious cult. That's a hot mess. It's very interesting. Goes with the theme of spiritual discernment. Scammers. Watch out. They are lurking. Um, It's very well done. And Chrissy Teigen is an executive producer. I don't know how I feel about that. But Chrissy Teigen is an executive producer. (laughs) All right. So it's an interesting ride. I'm on like episode three. But anyways. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Now let's get into the breath work. All right. So today with the main topic that we'll get into, I thought it might be a good time to revisit our sacral chakra. So go ahead and find a comfortable seat and let's get into it. Let's take a deep breath in through your nose. Pushing the air, expanding your belly, and exhaling, sighing that air out through your mouth. Let's do that again. Inhale in through your nose, expanding your belly, sighing that air out through your mouth. Last time together, inhale in through your nose. And this time, exhale out through your nose. Let's remember that the sacral chakra is located right below your belly button. Place your left hand underneath your belly button, supporting that energy chakra. And I want you to imagine an orange light right beneath your hand. And maybe it's as small as a pinpoint, but imagine that energy expanding and warming the palm of your hand. Our sacral chakra is where we feel desire. It's where we feel passion. It's where we feel the joy that we want to get out of life. And depending on what you have going on right now, where you find yourself in life, your chakra could be in balance. It could be underactive, it can be overactive, but let's take a moment and give ourselves gratitude, devoted to this chakra, thanking ourselves for 
feeling desire, feeling joy, finding passion. And let's recommit ourselves to not feeling ashamed for desiring the things that we desire, for feeling passionate about the things that light us up, for finding joy in the big things and the small things. As we finish up this breath work, I want you to either repeat after me or think these affirmations silently to yourself and feel the emotions that come with these affirmations. I am deserving of my desires. I am lovable and desirable. All right, open your eyes. Thanks, Jen. That was good. Thanks. You're not slick, though. What's that? I don't know what you was trying to do. Over here trying to ignite my passion before we go on our vacation. I see you, girl. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't even about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll tell people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our main topic. Today, we're getting into a very popular wellness slash spirituality topic. And that's manifestation. Yes, it's a very big buzzword. I guess it's people say it so often, it almost loses its meaning sometimes. You mm. see it everywhere. I see it on T-shirts and bumper stickers. Um, you know, people kind of joke about it, like hashtag manifest. <laughs> um, we thought it would be a great topic to talk about in January as people are not only making New Year's resolutions, but they're also outlining what they want to get out of the new year. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about kind of our first experiences with manifestation. How did you first get introduced to it? I think that I thought of manifestation and vision boards, which we'll talk about later, as almost like something cute to do. I It wasn't until I really started this spiritual journey that I started exploring like, what manifestation means for me mm. and what that looks like for me and really exploring what it means, what's all entailed, um, not only from a, just a general, like, this is how you manifest, but also, like, how does Jennifer manifest? Mm-hmm. <sighs> when I really think about it, when I was thinking about it, getting ready for this episode, I think I realized that I had a lot of limiting beliefs around manifestation, that it very much came off as like making wishes. And, mm-hmm. and this is this is like transparent, the real limiting belief, making wishes and foolishly believing that what you wish for, no matter what it is, can happen to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the foolishly part is like a big part of that. Yeah. And I think the, Saying out loud that that was my limiting belief, especially the foolishly part, is a big part of that. That I thought that I could just sit around and be like, I want this to happen. And I think what comes on the backside of that is, why do you think that you can get that? Yeah. Isn't that a terrible thing to say to yourself? 
Why do you think that you should have that? Who are you to think that this can happen for you if you're not like getting it out the mud, so to speak? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I feel like there's this idea that nothing comes to you easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the struggle is a requirement or whatever. Right. And I think the people that we perceive things to come to them easy, like we, quote unquote, hate them. Mm -hmm. You had a silver spoon or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? No, yeah. There's a lot of negative language around being wealthy and not having struggled or, quote unquote, earned it. Mm -hmm. You know, so. And it might not even be wealth. I think, um... We think about manifestation for wealth a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but or it could be relationship too. Because I think being married, sometimes I don't I don't always think about like looking for a romantic relationship. Yeah. Um, because I got my boo. <laughs> but you know, or people are just like, oh, oh, that person just gets all the women, or they always got yeah. me and fawning over them, or it just comes easy to them and why can't I have that? And it's like you're just kind of perpetuating that limiting belief, too. Got it. What about you? Yeah, I think I was first introduced to kind of manifestation, like a lot of other people. There was the book, The Secret, that came out that got really popular. Um, I guess it was like the early 2000s. My mom watched Oprah like every single day. And the author of the book, she was on one episode. And so my mom went out and got the DVD and one day I watched it. Um, It's actually on Netflix right now. And I watched it again recently kind of in preparation for this episode. I remember when The Secret came out and I think there were a lot of conservatives who were very upset about it. Mm. Um, and I think it was at the time where, for the most part, if the church was very against something, it was almost, you were incentivized to not look into it. Yeah. It was like, this is so evil. <laughs> and it's like, well, shit, I, I better not even look it up. <laughs> um, so I think I was like, ooh. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, what are these white people into now? <laughs> They done left God and they over here wishing upon a star. So if you haven't seen The Secret or read the book, because it's it's originally a book. Yeah. If you haven't seen it or read the book, spoiler alert, The Secret, The Secret, drum roll, please, (laughs) is the law of attraction. And the law of attraction basically says that positive or negative thoughts bring about positive or negative experiences. Yeah. So the secret kind of breaks down the law of attraction into three steps. And then they had a variety of experts, authors that kind of appeared throughout the movie. And they kind of talked through these three steps. And so the three steps are ask, which is all about asking God or the universe for what you want. Believe, which is all about believing that it's going to come to you. So having that faith and then receiving so feeling the emotions of receiving and showing gratitude now the the video movie what would you call that where would you put that documentary is it It felt like an infomercial (laughs) um when did it come out again i think oh six yeah and it looks like it (laughs) it's if you get over that 
Yeah. And it can be a little repetitive. There is like cool information that you can glean from it. But, you know, with most things, with most things, with everything, I do this all the time. This is like a constant peek into Jen's brain is there's pros and cons with everything. I know Mix gets tired of me saying that all the yeah. time. So there's value there, but it's not, you know, scandal proof is yeah. one of my friends says. Like, it's not completely like just, uh, you know, the most amazing thing ever with nothing negative about it. Yeah, you can do um just some basic Google searches on The Secret and you'll see a lot of different discussions about it, breaking down some of those pros and cons that Jen is talking about. Um, one interesting criticism that I saw basically said that the secret was repackaged capitalist bootstrap mentality that says that you are individually responsible for the outcomes that happen to you. And so I could see how you can probably get there. I don't know if I agree with that, but I just kind of thought it was an interesting critique worth bringing up. Repackaged capitalist bootstrap mentality. Drag him. That was a read. (laughs) called the secret dusty the hair is uneven <laughs> what, what do you think about that though um it's interesting because i think it reduces it reduces it down to sometimes even something as supposed to be elevated as spirituality still has us out here everybody for themselves so they say the secret's old do you think that maybe it was presented in America or into the 21st century in this way so that we would digest it? Because I think a lot of people have that individualistic, particularly in America, mentality of every man for herself. Mm. So is it the message itself or the messenger? It might also be the application. Yeah. Like you get the message that these positive thoughts can bring about positive outcomes and experiences. And you bring that to a westernized society like America. And what are people going to do with it? I want a Porsche. (laughs) Yeah. I want some money, honey. Like I want, I want a boo. What do I want? But (laughs) when I thought about it a little bit more, I was like, Is it, I don't know if this still applies, like in my head, I'm going to think this out loud. Is like, is it a symptom or is it the disease? Like basically we're functioning in a capitalistic society. So you give me this, like I'm diseased. And so this is how I'm going to operate Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the secret, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't necessarily mean the secret is capitalistic. Yeah. So... You know, eventually maybe you can get to the collective. Like if you presented this to a society that was more collective based and more community based, maybe they would all say, "Okay, we're going to be singularly focused on, I don't know, rain. Yeah, that's what we need collectively for our crops to grow. For our higher good. And everybody is singularly focused in thinking about that. And it rains like so, you know what I mean? That's not for... That doesn't really serve a capitalist purpose, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I kind of thought about it. I also thought about the fact that if a society doesn't have its basic needs met, if we're not meeting people's basic needs, right? Mm-hmm. Healthcare, a travesty. 
Okay. Incomes have not gone up with the rate of inflation Oof. in America. Mm-hmm. Tuition, a mess. It's like, you know, you got to pay, give an arm or a leg just to go to school in America. So if you get something like this, yeah, you might use it to <laughs> get, get a new job, yeah. get a house, get a car. Because I think some of the things that were kind of like foregone conclusions in the past, like not even in the past past, like maybe in the 90s yeah, of like being able to be middle class, go to school, get a job and get a house like that was not ridiculous. Yeah. And now millennials are being blamed for eating too much avocado toast. And like, we just out here trying to live like, you know, so yeah. I saw an article the other day. They were like talking about how millennials are basically getting together with their friends to purchase houses. And they were like, Oh, like, you know, basically criticizing millennials for this behavior. And people were just like, yo, we're poor. Like this is, we don't have the buying power that our parents had. At a young age to be able to, like, buy homes. At least a house is getting bought. I know. Just never satisfied. So, you know, it's like, it's not guaranteed that you can go to school or learn a trade and for sure get a good job. Yeah. So maybe I do need the secret to help me get that good job or get that house that, you know, the cards might be stacked against me. So. Yeah. So I think for me. Some of the criticism that I have about The Secret was really around the imagery that they used. So they had a really poor CGI genie (laughs) that was presented when they talked about asking God or the universe for what you want. And the genie shows up and they show like, you know, a lamp and they kind of do the Latin imagery and the phrase, your wish is my command, shows up. And to me, I feel like that's pretty misleading. And it also kind of goes back to your point of, and your disbelief that you talked about before about like this idea of these kind of magically coming to you, mm-hmm. wishing upon a star, I think is what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes into that same, that same vein. And I don't know, I think you, I think what was left out is that, you know, you have to put in the work and kind of act on the divine inspiration that you receive. And kind of later on in the the secret documentary film, they talk about some of that, right? Like this guy was working out and he got an idea for a book after he'd been like working on manifesting, you know, increased income for himself, right? So he got a new idea, but he, but he had to act on it. He had to go out there and actually write the book and, and mm-hmm. pitch it to to mm-hmm. a literary agent. But that divine inspiration came to him after he um, worked on manifesting it. Mm. <laughs> that kind of makes me think of that old joke where it's like there was a flood mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. man was sitting on the roof. And he was like, God, please save me. Save me, please. And then right then someone pulled up on a boat and they were like, come on, let's get out of here. He said, no, God's going to save me. Yeah. <laughs> and the helicopter came and they were like, you ready? And he said, no, God's going to save me. And then he died. And he said, why did you save me? He said, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. Like you had to act on it. Yeah. Like I gave you the mechanism. I gave you the idea. <sighs> However, like I and I get that and I see that. And I and I believe that I think sometimes people are like, I really want to lose weight. I really want to lose weight. And myself included. And they don't change their diet. They don't work out. They're just like, it's not happening. But you have to like, you know, you have to kind of meet it halfway. Yeah. Um, Unless you just like want to get a tapeworm or something. I don't know. But 
<laughs> you got to like do something. Go see Dr. Miami. I don't know. Not Dr. Miami. <laughs> I think what for me can be a little cringy about the secret and or not even necessarily the secret let me not beat up on the secret but like the law of attraction or really any of these gurus like these business gurus it's like it can be very aggressive it's like you gotta go out there and you gotta get it what you doing what's that guy the guy from the Everest <laughs> College commercials he was like you ain't doing nothing you just sitting on your couch get up and come on and get your degree and it's like yo like <laughs> Depending on where I'm at, like, you're coming at me very strong. <laughs> I'm trying to meet you halfway, but I haven't even made a step yet. So I, I'm i always kind of, I think that's been part of my work, like, in this podcast is I never want to come off as, like, all of your dreams are just waiting for you and you just have to reach out and grab them. Is you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not, I don't know nothing about that lifestyle. That's not me. So <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I also wanted to kind of bring up one nuance that the secret kind of leaves out, and that's the law of vibration. So the law of vibration, another one of these universal laws, super old, it talks about two things that vibrate at the same frequency are drawn to each other. And so you'll see in a lot of manifestation materials, some of the YouTube videos, they talk a lot about and teach about you want to make sure that you are what you want to attract. So if that's wealth, you need to kind of be and feel as if you're wealthy so that you can attract the wealth, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not necessarily that you can manifest what you want, but you manifest what you are. I like that nuance. I think we get into the habit of like repeating affirmations to ourselves, almost like they're magic words, but we're not sitting with it and and letting ourselves feel it mm-hmm. and let it like let it wash over you. Yeah. Like you can look in the mirror all day long and be like, I am beautiful. Whatever. And you know go about your day. <laughs> and then you're like, my skin's still not clear. My hair is still greasy. And but are you really embodying it? Embodying it. I am, mm. you know, saying like, I'm powerful. Did you even like say it with your chest, mama? Like, you know? <laughs> so I like that. I like that. I'm sure there's some folks out there that may be a little wary of manifestation still. There's certainly some Christian messaging around manifestation that make it seem like it's other and not of God. And there was something, um, this woman I follow, I don't know her handle off the top of my head, but she is um, in theology school. I think she graduated. That's not important. The point is, is that she approaches in her faith that God loves us and doesn't want us to struggle. And I, when she said that on Twitter, it was like something I had to really turn over in my head because I thought it was a very interesting concept, even though it really shouldn't be like this big aha moment. But noticing that there is there can be sometimes this like bonding that happens in the christian church over struggle yeah i'm like trying to it's weird navigate how i want to say it it's just i think it's beautiful to look back and i've definitely had these moments of looking back on where i was absolutely miserable in a situation Mm -hmm. and coming out of that 
and being able to reframe what that situation was, how I came out of it stronger, what I learned from it, and how I was able to use that situation and leverage that to be into a better one, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's sometimes it's like, well, God's taking you through this. And while it might be a part of the journey, it sometimes it is painful to think that God is having you go through that on purpose. Mm. And so I think turning that to manifestation, sometimes it can feel like, well, you shouldn't ask for more. You should be humble. And God has you poor for a reason or single for a reason or in this terrible job for a reason. And so it's almost like this humility and this like vow of poverty and vow of going without is almost lauded or like Mm -hmm. respected more. I guess I'll say it like this. When I was working earlier in my career, it was like with a lot of people, workaholics, working around the clock, all-nighters were not uncommon. And I noticed that people would one-up each other with how little sleep they got. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like we were bonding over how sleep-deprived we were. I get it. And it was very, very gross. And it was almost like if you dared say, I've got 10 hours last night, it was like you were an outsider. But why shouldn't you want that? Like, why shouldn't you want to be Mm well-rested? So I can see how wanting more can almost feel like you're spitting in the face of God because God has given you what, you feel that God has given you what you're supposed to want to have. Mm -hmm. That was all very long-winded, but that's... No, I think it's right on point. I, we're we're children of God. It's it's written out in the Bible, and I mean we're parents. We don't want our children to struggle, right? I mean, so anyway, I, I was as I was researching for this episode, I even saw like an article that claimed like this idea of manifestation was a sin, which is nuts to me. I know we don't buy into that. Um, I mean, I think you can find evidence in the Bible specifically. You know, we've talked about it. Or there's scriptures that specifically call to manifestation. Mm-hmm. Some of those include ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. That's Matthew 7, 7. Uh, another one. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say this, say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and he would obey you. That's Luke 17, verse 6. And another verse, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, verse 19. So, I mean, the material is there, you know? (laughs) I mean, like, if you could say to a tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, I think it's kind of like, you know, yeah, you could ask for, I don't know, $20, but I'm telling you in the B-I-B-L-E, the book for me, <laughs> that you could plant trees in the ocean, girl. Like, that's <laughs> huge. So, so the hip-hop nerd in me wants to jump in. One of the more underrated albums I feel like out there was Love is Everything or Everything is Love by the Carters. <laughs> So Jay-Z says on The Black Effect, he talks about, you know, just like how he's made his journey. 
And he specifically says, you know, started with a mustard seed. Started mm-hmm. with the faith mustard seed. Now we in the gray 911 with the mustard seeds. And I felt that. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to be like. I'm trying to be in the gray 911 with the mustard seeds. You feel me? Mm. And circling back, is the lesson in the struggle or is the lesson in the faith that you will be seen through? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't like being tested and I don't like questions. That's me. <laughs> but um, like, is that the test? Yeah. Of like, should I just commiserate in this and be like, uh, I hate this job, but I guess God trying to show me something. <laughs> or you know, are you supposed to be like, yo, this is what I want. I want to stand in it. I want to own it. I want to feel confident. I want to be respected. I want to make more money. I want to be paid my worth. I want to be valued. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I deserve that. And this is what I want to step into. And I trust that I don't know how it's going to work out, but I trust that God's going to open that door. And before you know it, somebody calls you and says, hey, you know, I had this job. Um, I heard about this job at my job. I thought you might be interested. And you'll be like, whoa, it's so amazing how that kind of just like fell into my lap. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I left my old job where it was a mess. And uh, I was like, I got to get up out of here. I think that was just my energy. <laughs> I was like, I got to get up out of here. <laughs> and literally something fell into my lap. Like someone I had networked with was looking for something. And it was like, it was like they pulled my resume. They had not. But the job description was like this many years of experience. Mm-hmm experience in this and this and i was like um that sounds like me it ended up leading me to having one of the best experiences work-wise like i had an amazing mentor an amazing advocate and like it was night and day from where i was Mm -hmm. and looking back on that i don't know if i really manifested that maybe i did Mm -hmm. you know energetically i was screaming help me (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I mean, you you manifested it that you were feeling that need, right? That emotion was coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even think about me where I was feeling underappreciated at my job, wanting to be valued, wanted to have a, a large say in the work that I did. And I manifested a layoff, which ended up <laughs> with me starting my own business. And I mean, how else do you feel the most appreciated than working for yourself? You know, I didn't see it at the time. Right. But I mean, I manifested. I was really feeling like, this isn't working. Whatever whatever this is right here, this is not working this for me. Right here? Yeah. So, I feel you. I wanted to bring up a couple of other sources of knowledge on manifestation. This is probably, this is 2021 or 2020. All, it's all one big year to me. But a friend of mine out in the UK, he introduced me to the works of Neville Goddard and Joseph Murphy. So shout out to my boy out in the UK and all our UK listeners. To summarize, uh, Neville Goddard, he was born in the early 1900s. He was a lecturer who spoke a lot about the Bible, the Kabbalah, and specifically about the psychological messages that are in biblical scriptures. On YouTube, you can find some of Goddard's work. Check out specifically how to manifest anything in four minutes how to manifest your life using imagination and manifest your reality through mental conversation. 
all excellent videos. So let me ask you this. He titled that How to Manifest Anything in Four Minutes. I actually don't know if that came from him or if the, the person who posted the video did. Oh, okay. Because I, I think, was like... I think it might be from him. It might I, be from him. I was like, for somebody born in the early 1900s, it's very, like, catchy clickbait. It's been a while since I listened, since I listened to it, but it might have been him. It might have been. Look, a visionary. An icon. Joseph Murphy was the other guy I mentioned. So he was also born in the early 1900s. He was born in Ireland and was an ordained priest in the Catholic Church. He also studied a lot of Hindu philosophy and later founded his own church in L.A. He wrote 30 books and his most famous work is The Power of the Subconscious Mind. He also has stuff on YouTube that you can check out. He has one on the law of attraction and one on the law of creation. So check those out. I think both of them, they talk a lot about the power of visualizing desires in your mind and then experiencing the emotions of having those desires come true. So they offer some exercises specifically that you can do. There's one way to talk about like visualizing right before bed so that you can prime your subconscious mind before sleep. Your subconscious mind is most active when you're sleeping and dreaming. So you know, doing that work right before bed can strengthen the manifestation power. So mm. check it out. We need to integrate that more into our own daily lives. Cool. Because right now it's just putting the sleep timer on whatever <laughs> nonsense we're watching before we go to sleep. That's fair. I mean, look. <laughs> Let's show ourselves some grace. Absolutely. But maybe like once a week, we can say, all right, this is going to be the night where we do some active, mindful bedtime. Yes. I'm with it. Okay. Some of the more sciencey books that I started reading and talked about, I talked about them on the show before, are The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton and Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And so they come at manifestation from a quantum physics type angle. Mm -hmm. um, and basically the idea of quantum physics, and this is very like Jennifer's non-science <laughs> ratchet summary of what quantum physics is. If you're into Marvel, I mean, they're giving it to you right there. But basically, <laughs> it's a bunch of realities stacked up on each other, infinite number of realities. And in one set of realities, Jennifer's not wearing a black shirt. She's wearing a red shirt. In another set, Jennifer is wearing shoes. In another set, Jennifer drives a Maserati SUV. In another <laughs> set of realities, you know, Jennifer has gold fronts on her teeth. Like, it's just, there's infinite possibilities mm -hmm. as to what Jennifer does. And one said, I'm a dentist and another, you know what I mean? Like it goes on and on and on. So basically when you're trying to craft your reality in some reality, probably in multiple realities, it's already happened. And so you're just trying to bring that energy into your own. So I thought it was really, really interesting. Those books are amazing. I, I feel like I've, I feel like I read them long enough ago that it might be time for me to reread them. 
I still need to read Biology of Belief. Mm. I think I said that like 10 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Look, I got a whole stack on my book. Stacks on stacks. But that's why you got me, boo, because that's why I give you these little summaries. I give you little tidbits. The ratchet recap. Ratchet recaps. I think uh, Dr. Lipton, well, both of them actually, they approached it from a standpoint of, it was a lot of it was focused on physical healing. Like in Dr. Dispenza's book, there was this crazy story about how this woman basically ended up paralyzed. You know, she ended up having all these neurological disorders and infections based off of a traumatic event that had happened in her life. Like Mm. mentally, she was so stressed and so traumatized that her body started to shut down and she meditated her body out of that into healing, like envisioning herself being well and seeing herself being happy and vibrant and like bringing that energy in. And it took some time, but like she ended up healing herself and getting off all of her medication, which was like bananas so like crazy crazy anecdotes um in dr lipton's book there was this study actually of people visualizing themselves exercising like doing bicep curls and after the study completed the people who had visualized it like actually had increased strength because like they had like basically tricked their body into thinking it was working out now look i jumped all over that okay (laughs) And for a while there, I was doing crunches while I was laying in the bed, just in my mind, doing jumping jacks. Because <laughs> I don't like to sweat and I don't like to feel uncomfortable. And I for sure don't like to be sore the next day. I don't. I don't like it. I don't. It's not for me. But, you know, you got to take care of the temple and all of that. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then I was also going to say. Just from like a physical standpoint, when you were saying exercise, that made me think about really exercising. That also made me think about losing weight. When after I had our second child, you know, you try to, I wasn't like trying to like do like this very aggressive snapback, but like I was trying to lose the weight that I had gained while being pregnant. And so I incorporated visualizing, like literally visualizing myself getting up out of the bed first thing out of first thing in the morning walking getting stepping on the scale and seeing the number that I wanted to see and i think that coupled with the changes that i was making in diet and exercise i feel like it like moved along quicker than it probably would have that's mm-hmm. what i believe because i was like i'm not really making huge changes and i've been in the house so i'm not super active but you could argue you were less active because you weren't doing the usual walking that you were doing, you know, previously. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, though. No, I'm just saying, like, I think <laughs> the visual, I was trying to give the visualization some credit there is all I'm saying. Yes. I mean, that's one, that's one of the first things I said about COVID. I was like, you know, you're walking around, running errands, going to the mall, you know, walking in the promenade. I don't know. Where's the promenade? Is that in Barcelona? Did I just make that up? <laughs> I think that is called the promenade in Barcelona. In Barcelona. But yes, so we were losing a lot of that activity that we weren't normally doing. And yeah, I think it works. I like that Atlanta. uh, It works. It really really works. works. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about another popular tool for visualization, which you alluded to, and that's the vision board. So basically people go through magazines, cut up things that 
they want and they make a nice collage and really just try to show the things they want to manifest via that. Uh, I've created one, seen some pretty good results in the past. What about you? I've never done one. Oh, okay. I, I need to do one. I think I just need to like do it. You know, it's an arts and craft project and I got to take the time and find the stuff. You could do it on Pinterest, but I just don't think for my brain that that would really work as well. Yeah. People have vision board parties. That's great. I, I need to do it. And actually, we've been saying that we were going to do one together. We were going to do like a vision board collectively for like the family and our marriage and then do like our own personal but we'd be busy. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think it's a great time to do it with like the start of the new year and like feeling that energy of like starting something new. So I, I did. Um, did you see Issa Rae like showed her vision board? Yeah. That she, when did she do it? It was like right before Insecure got picked up. I'm or? not sure. I think it might've been before she got the deal. Like, I think it was like when she was still doing Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. Like, mm. That's when she did that. Uh, yeah. I can't remember exactly what timing she said. Um, But I didn't want to bring up something about vision boards that I recently read about. So I mentioned this book before on the show. It's called Rich and Righteous by Julian Gordon. And he has a chapter titled The Problem with the Vision Boards. And so just to summarize, I think you you guys should go read that. But to summarize, Julian basically lays out using scriptures. He shows that we need to ensure that we are being servants of others in the pursuit of what we want. So in addition to visualizing what you want, he says you should visualize the value that you want to provide. He says money flows to value, not vision boards. So kind of taking that mindset into account and incorporated it into my manifestation practices. Hmm. Let's unpack that. So like, what if, what if I have manifestations that are like to bring value to others, right? Mm -hmm. But one of my manifestations is a white Chanel bag. Well, I think part of it is that rather than having a vision board that's just full of material possessions, (laughs) you should be thinking about the value that you want to provide to others as a servant, right? We, we we are being called to be servants of mankind, servants of others is basically what he's alluding to from the scriptures in the Bible. And I, and I didn't, you know, list out the ones he, he said specifically because it would take too much time. Mm-hmm. But if you went and looked at what he was talking about, he's basically saying that like God wants to water the seeds that are going to bear the most fruit. Mm. And so essentially, if you are in your heart wanting to provide fruit to others, you will receive the abundance to be able to do that and also get the things that you want. Got it. I think for me, the way that I wrap my arms around it, you know, again, coming from a place of limiting beliefs, why do I deserve this? Mm -hmm. And how I've gotten to the point where I can write down that I want... You know, I want tuition for private school for our girls or I want um, or I want that Chanel bag Mm -hmm. or, you know, is that I'm getting to a place where I am expressing 
my desires and being comfortable with that. But I'm also checking in with myself as to like what's at the base of that. Am I wanting a Chanel bag so I can stun on these hoes? No, <laughs> that is not why I want that bag. <laughs> it's not about making myself look down on others or feel better about myself. It's because it's a beautiful bag and I think it's gorgeous and I want to wear it and I, and I enjoy beauty and I want to see the beauty in that bag. It's also a very good investment, but that's neither here nor there. Don't roll your eyes. They can't see you, but I can. <laughs> but also, you know, in my other endeavors, it's like what I, I do think about that. Like, this is important work. And beyond like being successful, there's certain things that like I want to do from a business standpoint. What what can I use the fruits of that labor? Like, what does that abundance give me the freedom to do? And mm-hmm. I think it ends up all balancing itself out. But I think your intentions have to be pure. You know what I mean? I think there are a lot of people who want money and things to fill some void, which it's not going to, to project a certain type of image on social media, which is whack, you know, to make other people be jealous of them. Like they kind of want the hater type energy. They want people to be like, oh, wow, that guy really has it going on. And so, like, those intentions aren't, yeah, they aren't great. Agreed. I mean, I think money should be the vehicle, not the destination. Mm. Mm-hmm. End up getting there being all alone, child. <laughs> or with a bunch of yes men. I don't know if anybody's watching Succession, but... Kendall Roy, like in season three, is like trying to plan this big birthday party. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And none of these people are his friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> just watching this man walk around his birthday party and like nobody's like, hey, happy birthday. Like, <laughs> but he's got money. He's just drinking his liquor. But he's got money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. You have to get to the root of why you want what you want. I think there's also some work in that. I think it's a huge battle for a lot of people to even be able to express out loud what they desire. That's a lot for people. Um, So then you have to get to your why. Why do you want that? And they're always talking about that. What's your why? What is your why? <laughs> but... You know, you do need to get to your why. So let's talk a little bit about some affirmations for manifestation. We've covered quite a few affirmations in our chakra episodes that you can use for balancing your chakras. There are also some great affirmations that you can use to kind of challenge your limiting beliefs and welcome in what you want. So some of these affirmations are, I'm worthy of receiving what I desire I'm actively attracting my goals. I trust that God provides exactly what I need. I release any fears or limiting beliefs I have about achieving my dreams. And everything that I want and need comes to me with ease. And that last one, I recently like wrote on a post-it and put on my monitor. You have to meet what you desire halfway and put in some of the work at least. You don't have to stress yourself out for it and kill yourself for it and you know what i mean and like i love get it out the mud i I know the kids are saying (laughs) it 
But I think um, thinking that also helps bring it to you a little bit easier. No, I agree. I think we talked a little bit about this with Pooja, I think it was. Alignment. This mm-hmm. idea that if you're in alignment and you are going down the path that is meant for you, things will come to you with ease. And so reinforcing that with that affirmation, I think, just kind of helps keep you in that alignment. There, there also can be, I mean, and I don't think this is like a uh, 100% foolproof, but switching your mindset over to everything I want and need comes with ease. When things aren't easy, it might be a red flag that this is not in alignment. Yeah. Like that person that you deal with at work and it's just like every time they come up with a request, it's just rolling a boulder uphill. I have an example from my my own life. Okay. So I was applying to grad school. Oh, I knew I was going to apply to grad school. I hadn't applied yet. And I had to take an admissions exam, right? And so I had signed up to take an exam. And I was having the hardest time trying to actually find an open seat for the exam. I like was jumping through hoops to like fly. So I was a consultant at the time. So I could, I could use my like weekend flights to go, you know, different cities. I, so I had friends, different places. I'd be like, oh, I can crash on your couch, go take my test. I was like fi- trying to find one, a testing location somewhere in the country. I found one, booked it. At least I thought I did. Booked a flight, show up to the testing center, and they did not have my registration. And in retrospect, I realized that wasn't the right time for me to be applying to school. I ended up applying the next year, waited a whole nother year, mm. and got into the school I wanted to get into. But when I was going down that path and meeting resistance and pushing through and trying to like basically fight to do it on my timeline, it was not coming with ease. Mm-hmm. And that's because it was not in alignment for the timing that I needed to actually go to graduate school. So that's an example personally from my life where it's not about like meeting resistance because sometimes you do need to work hard, you know, and push through things. Right. But if you're having to jump through hoops and go above and beyond and find these loopholes to try to make something happen, maybe you need to take a step back and reassess if that's in alignment for Mm-hmm. Like, is it a hurdle or are these like locked doors? Like, exactly. <laughs> <it's> like, exactly. <laughs> oh, I got to jump over this. But like, no, it's like, girl, no, it's literally saying unavailable to you. Like, it's not for you right now. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, I think that kind of also shifts perspective mm-hmm. where I started to notice the we talk a lot about like the energies of people or the energies maybe of like. A room, but a room has people in it. But I've also started noticing like the energies of situations. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is not easy. It's not easy for me to connect with this person at work or get this project done. It's like, so how can I navigate around that? Like, what is what is really going on here? So it's very interesting to me to start applying that to my life. Another great way to manifest is with journaling. Um, I talked a little bit earlier about like how hard it can be to being able to say what you want. I it was actually in either my first or my second reading with Melanie, Melanie Esperon, 
she was saying like, yeah, basically, you know, your spirit guys, your spirit team, your guardian angels, they are ready. Like they are like, let's go, like put us to work. What do you need for us to do? And you need to just tell them what you want. And I was like, wow, like that sounds amazing, right? All I have to do is tell you what I want and it's going to start coming to me. And then I was like, oh shit, what do I want? (laughs) (laughs) And it was like in my head, especially like when you find yourself in a situation that's less than ideal, like you're single, you want to be married, you hate your job, you want to get a new job, whatever, whatever it may be. It can be comforting to commiserate in that situation mm-hmm. and be like, I'm single and I'm tired of being single and dating so hard and it really sucks. And then somebody's like, okay, well just tell me who you want and I will find him. Like I'll literally, it will build a bear, like <laughs> we'll build a boo. And <laughs> what you ask for is what you want. And some people are very clear on what they want, but other people, when you call them to the carpet, it's like, um, well, I, I want them to be nice and, like, they haven't really spent the time thinking through what that looks like. And also, they might have some issues with being affirmative about what they want. Because, especially for women and women of a certain age, it's like, you're too picky. And they're like, well, I don't want to settle. And it's like, well, you know, I think manifestations tells you not to settle. Mm-hmm. Don't say, like, oh, I'll take yeah. plan B. Like, I want him to be nice and have a nice job and be romantic. But, like, if he's not romantic, it's okay. Like, maybe I'll teach him how to be romantic. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> say what you want with your chest. And I think journaling, bringing this all the way back, journaling is a good way to start getting there and start putting it down on paper, like, what you really want. Yeah, There's a very corny, I call it kind of corny, because sometimes when people do these play on words, I'm like, it can be like faux deep. Maybe it's not. Um, that the reason like writing down is so powerful. They call it spelling because you're writing spells. Mm, mm. But I hear you. I hear you. You know. I saw like a video about that too, like how the English language is like filled with all these spells, but I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> Journaling is just a really good way to express yourself. <laughs> So if you're if you're intimidated by like a blank page when it comes to journaling, I did want to talk about a journal that I used in the past. It's called the I Am Journal. You can find it by just Googling and we'll link to it in the show notes. But basically it gives the specific prompts that can help you with your manifesting. So the journal asks like, what is your burning desire? And then it'll ask you for things you're going to do today to get closer to your burning desire. And then at the end of the day, so there's like a morning and then an evening um, prompt. The evening prompt asks you about things that you maybe um, want to list out that you're grateful for. I really like that journal. I need to pick that journal back up. I like, I also like that it's not necessarily dated for you. So, you know, if you miss a few days, y'all know I don't like routine. <laughs> if you miss a few days, it's okay. Miss a few months, miss a few quarters. <laughs> So I'm going to pick that one back up. I liked trying to find new things that I was grateful for each day. And like, let's let's get into gratitude, okay? So I was talking about how it's easy and sometimes comforting. I think people who have struggled with depression or like being kind of in a depressive state, sometimes it can feel 
without getting too clinical, but it can feel comforting to kind of like be in that dark place and and kind of wallow in that. And I'm not saying this in a judgmental way. Like I've done it. I've known people that have done it. And it can be hard and a little annoying when people are like, so what are you grateful for? And it's like, yo, like I'm in a really dark place. I don't want to talk about like, well, I'm grateful the weather was nice today. Like, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like being happy. But what it does is finding those things that you can be grateful for. Even like one small thing. I'm grateful I woke up today. Or I'm grateful for the hamburger I had today. Or I'm, you know, just finding like those little small things. It starts to grow and grow and grow. And you start to not... How I approach it is sometimes people will be like, like, you'll say, I hate my job. And they'll say, well, at least you have a job. You should be grateful for that. And it's like, well, yeah, like, I'm glad I can, like, pay my bills. But that's not what I'm talking about. I think in, I think this exercise is more so, like, I don't like this job. But you know what? I really like that coworker. And they are a bright spot at that job. Or I'm really grateful for my husband for supporting me while I'm going through this situation. Or I'm grateful that I have a a good means of transportation. And it's not necessarily like beating up on yourself for not being grateful for those things. It's more about reframing your perspective and finding the light that is around you. And even if it's a small little piece of light I think you'll start to find more and more things to start being grateful for. And we talk about like calling to like. And so the things that you're trying to manifest should be of light and love, mm-hmm. right? Things that are going to bring you joy. And you start being more of a lighter person, higher vibrations. You start to resonate more with the frequency of the things that you're trying to call in. So I think that's how I approach gratitude when it comes to manifestation. Do you have anything to add there? What do you think? No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think gratitude is super important. It kind of goes back to what we talked about from the secret receiving was like the third thing that the secret talks about. And when you receive and you experience that feeling of receiving what you want, they talk about making sure that you're expressing gratitude for it. And so I think Finding those small things, even from, a, you know, just a day to day perspective can help practice and get you in the mindset and the emotions of feeling gratitude that can ultimately help you get to manifesting larger things. So. Mm. Also, in feeling that in your body, that can also start to settle out some chakras that might be imbalanced. Absolutely. We talk a lot about physical manifestations like you might not be feeling well and like finding. Mm mm-hmm. That gratitude, some of those physical manifestations might go away. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to that I am journal, which I need to go back to, which also kind of goes back to something else we were talking about. The more I started writing about things that I was grateful for, I was also like writing my manifestations in a separate journal. And I started running out of things to manifest for myself. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, well, damn, I don't. Well, let me start working on somebody else. Okay, so I want this person to find a boo. Mm-hmm. And I want this person to get physical healing. And I want this person to get a new job. And I want this person to feel empowered. And you start manifesting other things for other people. And I think that's how you start getting yeah closer to that collective energy. Because you're so grateful in your current state that you start looking outward. Yeah, I actually heard that from, I think it might have been a clubhouse room that I was in. 
there was a teacher talking about sometimes it's easier to manifest for other people first. Mm. You can see the results and then you start to like really believe it for yourself because there's a lot of self-doubt sometimes when you're trying to manifest for yourself. But if you really focus on manifesting for someone else, see it come true, it almost like it's like a proof point that you can utilize for yourself. Mm. So that's interesting. There was um there is a story I have to find it and link it in the show notes but it was uh, a bunch of quote unquote light workers I guess like spiritual healers etc they decided to focus specifically on a specific region of the world all at the same time like mm-hmm. all these people from around the world and like they had an actual ch- like impact on that region I think like crime went down or. Yeah. It was something that happened like it was like very it might have been in the Middle East. And I think they were focusing on like literally peace in the Middle East Mm -hmm. and like something happened. I'm going to find the article and I'll link it in the show notes. But it was actually really interesting about how like focusing that energy collectively. Yeah. They were able to to do that. I think there's been a few examples of that in in a couple of books that aren't coming to mind like the specifics. But yeah, maybe we can kind of gather some of those and talk about them in the future. Uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention, I've seen a lot of folks on kind of YouTube, Instagram, in the spiritual wellness space. They talk a lot about utilizing moon cycles for manifestation. So I just wanted to briefly touch on that. So the new moon, which is the beginning of the lunar cycle, it's a good time to set intentions for new habits or routines that you want to start. And then the full moon is a great time to release anything that doesn't serve you and manifest rest for yourself so just a couple of points in the lunar calendar that you can kind of start with you can look up what other things you can manifest throughout the rest of the the lunar cycle all right well i think we're gonna wrap it on up i would just say in closing that I love saying this. Life is an experiment. <laughs> I would treat manifestation the exact same way. And yeah, see what happens. See what happens. And also see what happens in your day-to-day life as you start implementing some of the daily habits around manifestation. Gratitude and vibrating higher and feeling things and feeling feeling them in your body and see what happens. Great. So usually this is where we drop our email address for questions, but we actually get quite a few questions on our DMs. So maybe we should just say DM DM us if you have a question because y'all are doing it anyway. Hey. <laughs> so feel free to DM us on our Instagram, Chakras and Shotguns, if you have a question, or you can email us, Chakras and Shotguns at gmail.com. Check out our IG, our YouTube, and definitely check out our Patreon if you want to join our community. We'll have some yes. additional content there. And check out our merch store on chakrasandshotguns.com. Namaste. Namaste.